0: Hello, I'm Rick, and you're listening to Cards of Rick. Today's episode of King of Hearts is A Goddess Revenge The Birth of Aphrodite, Eros and Hymerus. may not admit it. Perhaps they say it's an old-fashioned thing in which they are no longer interested. Even so, when no one is watching and they lay their heads on the pillow, I bet they imagine how it would be, and I can almost hear them sighing, longing for it while falling asleep. Everybody wants to love. Nature demands it. Aphrodite commands us. As of the dawn of generations and the rise of their conflicts, when Cronos cut off the member of his father, Uranus, casting it into the sea, the goddess was born, loves as old as time. The divine maiden was born from the white foam which had spread around a Reynolds organ, being thus called Aphrodite, Aphrogenia, born of the foam. Love is born of the vitalization of waters. It emerges out of the waves of libido in the vast ocean of the origins of life. Why then deny it? Can a single fisher on its modest boat claim to control the oceans when even Trireme, Greek warships with their three tides of oars, should shipwreck in a too rough sea? Can men take command of the tides out of the hands of the moon to find the celestial body that so inspires lovers with its bright lustre? Can we ever shine and embellish the sky with the same excellence or exert over the waters of the seas equal irresistible voluptuousness? The gods dwell up in the heavens. We, in the earth, love the deity. You're nothing but mortars. It's wise for mortals to be humble before the gods. A place for everyone. And everyone in their place. Shall we pay homage to love, being modest before it, allowing ourselves to admire beauty and get involved by the lust it inspires? Wherever we see beauty, let us venerate Aphrodite, standing there with an open heart, only awaiting the arrows of her four companions, arrows himeros, Anteros, and Pothos, for beauty is always accompanied by deliciously untamed erotism, brothers which are always willing to make a mess in our hearts. Desire is a naughty tyrant or a young passionate boy, playful and misbehaved, who mocks social rules and humans' morals. Eros. Also known as Cupid in some places, where he has been wandering, can cause a lot of trouble sometimes. But his Aphrodite is spoiled child, and if the mighty goddess herself is too soft on him, he's certain to owe explanations only to his mistress, not to us, mere mortals. Desire only responds to love. None of us wants to provoke the goddess anger, do we? We'd better not ignore her, for she enjoys being admired. It amuses her to hear men sighing for her heavenly beauty. That's love's delight. Watching people sigh with languor. So, my friends, love and desire as much as you can, for a goddess revenge may be too cruel to bear and maybe the worst revenge would be precisely to be given like for like, being thus ignored by resented Aphrodite. When love turns its back to us, and we no longer see beauty in anything, when nothing inspires desire in our hearts anymore, and we just want to lie in bed all day long, day after day, when we simply feel there is no point anymore the beauty of life seems to be gone. Then, we know for sure we're doomed, cursed by the goddess. Isn't that the ultimate doom of our times? Our forefathers and us must have insulted Aphrodite a lot. After so many centuries of human arrogance towards love, attempting against desire, making it a behaved and rather dull child, after neglecting the lovely arts, which we don't bother to learn, it seems that Venus is getting revenge on us. Forgive us, almighty Aphrodite. We beg your mercy. Not all is lost, though, my dears. There's still hope. Build an altar to the gods, and they shall favor you, said the old ones. I guess we all want to win Aphrodite's favor back, right? Let us, then, build an altar for love in our hearts. See you in the next full moon, in King of Hearts.